And welcome in to another edition of the fastest growing conservative podcast in the state of South Carolina, the Palmetto Family Matters podcast. I am Justin Hall. He is Mitch Prosser. And we are joined, Mitch, by the congressman from the 4th Congressional District, Congressman William Tim, is joining us on the Zoom call today, not in person here in the studio, but, but from his office. Congressman, very glad you're joining us this morning. Great to be with you. Thank you for having me. Of course, Mitch, there's a lot going on in Washington. Um, <laughs> I think that goes without saying, certainly. But, of course, it's affecting South Carolinians. And Washington is affecting South Carolinians in more ways than one. Congressman, I, I see you're in Washington, your D.C. office there. Tell us a little bit about what's happening in Washington, what the temperature is, and, and what's happening in the 4th District uh, in comparison with what's happening in D.C. Well, we're trying to solve the problems that the Biden administration has created. Uh, you know, we got highest gas prices that I've ever experienced. We got highest inflation in my lifetime. Uh, we see a war in Ukraine. Russia has invaded and is committing war crimes. Um, and we're powerless to, to stop, to s- stop what's happening. Um, it's very frustrating. I, I got a front row seat to the incompetence of the Biden administration. And, I mean, you know, this president is, is not doing, uh, he's doing a terrible job. I mean, I, I hate to say it, but, um, you know, he, he can't even read off the teleprompter anymore. Um, so mm-hmm. here we are 15 months in, um, when president Trump left office, we were energy independent. We were a net exporter of energy. And now we are begging Venezuela. We're begging Iran, Russia for, for oil and gas. And, you know, as, as we see right now, Russia is invading Ukraine and the West is powerless to stop them because they're all reliant on Russian gas. And they're literally sending billions and billions of dollars to Russia while we're trying to do these economic sanctions. It's just all these policies are out of, are out of whack. Um, President Biden said one thing that, that really stuck with me. He said, our values have cost. Our values have cost. And really, those are his values. Those are the left values. And those costs are being seen by Americans all over this country uh, at the gas pump and at the grocery store. And they're being seen in Ukraine where people are dying because we are weak abroad. So I got a front row seat to the, the circus and we're counting down the days till November. But um, it, it's, it's, it's definitely a challenge. As one of the 435 members of the U.S. House of Representatives, what kind of temperature is in the chamber? What are you feeling when it comes to the pressure from the Democratic Party right now? So they act like they have a governing majority, but they don't really. Um, if you think about the fact that President Trump won West Virginia, 72-28, and um, they've got to get – just put that in perspective – the fourth congressional district, he won sixty-four thirty-six. <laughs> so, the Speaker of the House, President Biden, and Leader uh, Schumer have to get Senator Manchin to agree with Alexandria Ocasio Cortez. Wow! Because so so to say that they have a governing majority is just false. That's why they can't pass anything. That's why uh, they're in such disarray. And if you really think about it, the the policies they have been pushing for the last 15 months have caused all of these problems. Um, whether it's ga- gas prices, uh, hey, the president kept his word. He said during the debate with Bernie Sanders, he said, we're going to pull all permits. 
We're going to stop all drilling. We're not going to drill onshore. We're not going to drill offshore. We're going to stop fracking. Um, they are prioritizing the environment over our my constituents' ability to get to work. Um, people are deciding right now whether to fill their car all the way up or get groceries to put food on the table. That is not the America that, that we want, and uh, we got to make changes. So they, the Democrats are having a really tough time right now. Um, they see the writing on the wall. The president's approval rating is below 40%. Um, you know, even with the polls that I disagree with, Trump never got that low. So, um, you know, it, it, it's just they're in a tough spot, and um, Republicans just counting down the days of November. And, Congressman, what's interesting about it, you said they can't really get anything done. And, and they don't have a supermajority, but it, but they did have a majority in both the House, and they have a tiebreaker vote in the Senate. And, and yet they haven't really been able to get anything substantial done because they're just so polarized on both ends. You, you've got one part trying to play the moderate, but you've got them pulling uh, toward, the, toward the further ends of the left, which makes it hard to govern uh, in, in unison. And I think we're seeing that, as you said, their own policies that they're putting forward – are creating more and more messes. I, I don't think it's hard to see outside of the southern border where you're talking within a, a six-month span or so, we've had a million people come across the border, and those are the people who haven't gotten away. So this this crisis on the southern border, we talked with Congressman Ralph Norman about this months ago, maybe back in October of November of, of 2021. That problem hasn't gone away, Congressman. And so with your talks... With, with your fellow congressmen up in Washington, uh, what, is the, what is the conversation about the southern border, which, by the way, Russia, Ukraine, energy crisis, all of it's going on, but there's still a problem down on, on the Texas border. So while they don't have a governing majority, they do hold all levers of government. So uh, the fact that they have the White House, the House and Senate, we don't even have the oversight capacity to, to drag in uh, all the people failing uh, not enforcing our laws at the southern border and, and question them. Right. So what we're doing right now, what, well, okay, one, I would actually argue it's even worse than you just you just said. So uh, not only have two and a half million people crossed the southern border illegally um, since Biden became president, um, fentanyl deaths are, are skyrocketing because the poorest southern border is uh, where the vast majority of our uh, of, of illegal drugs in this country come from. Um, then you have human trafficking, you have sex trafficking, you have uh, just really human misery that is being created because of the fact that this president won't enforce the laws. He won't enforce the laws. It is illegal to come into this country, but they are just literally ignoring the laws. We had um, we had the agreement with Mexico. to They had to remain in Mexico while they're waiting their hearing. They did away with that. Um, Mexico won't even help us anymore because they're like, you're causing this problem. I mean, what do you, what do you want us to do? Um, so we have created the incentive for people seeking a better life to flee Central and South America to come to the United States. And look, I, I couldn't be more pro-immigration, but you got to come through the front door. That's right. And you, you got to abide by our laws. So, right. um, it's, it's very frustrating because we don't – right now, President Biden has the ability to do what he's doing. We can sue him, and we are, um, but at the end of the day, they're not going to stop. Uh, so it's very frustrating. Um, we got to retake the House 
to start exercising the oversight role. There's going to be an opportunity next Congress. Uh, we actually just got back from the retreat in, uh, in Florida. The, the Republican conference went, went down there to do a planning retreat. And we talked about what can we get done next Congress. And immigration was literally the number one thing on the list because what's going to happen is we, we've got a number of things we have to pass. We have to fund the government. we got to um, pass a budget. we got to address another, a couple other issues. But if, if we say this is our one issue that has to get fixed, and if we frame it the right way and if we um, remain unified and consistent, we think we can get it done. And what that is is to secure the southern border, to reinstate the Trump-era policies that stopped the incredible flow of illegal immigrants into this country, and to secure the border, build, finish the wall. I mean, literally, the money's already been spent. The pieces of the, the wall, they're just sitting there on the ground. It's crazy. And by, by the way, we're still paying the contract um, yeah, yeah. because they, they were negotiated. And right. just because Biden says don't finish it doesn't mean you don't have to pay it. Right. So you got people being paid to not work. That's the quintessential uh, Biden administration. Well, it sounds familiar. Paying people to not work. <laughs> sounds yeah. familiar. Well, speaking of things sounding familiar, I, I was returning back to South Carolina from some time in Texas. Uh, God's country number two, South Carolina being number one. And uh, on the way to the airport, our Uber driver uh, was an immigrant. He came to America legally. Uh, he, he made sure to tell us that from Venezuela. And we were talking about some of this, and he actually brought it up, Congressman. What I found interesting is he said, what I'm seeing right now, even in Texas, feels like a movie that I've seen before in Venezuela with inflation, hyperinflation, with the devaluation of currency, the cost of goods like fuel. I mean, he was telling us it cost him for his Ford Explorer $75 for uh, half a tank, of, like right at half a tank of gas. So it, it's absolutely crazy. But what you talked about with the southern border, fentanyl, and, and we're seeing that here in South Carolina, uh, and the opioid epidemic and the hidden crisis, not just in the community, but also in the church. And we're seeing all these things happen. And I'm not going to put the tinfoil hat on. I'm not, I'm not talking any conspiracy theory, crazy nonsense. But it, it all these things are interwoven. They overlap. And... Congressman, it appears that many of these things, I, we talk about the incompetency of the administration, but it also appears that many of these things are intentional, as if, as if this button, reset button were being pushed, and now all of a sudden we're moving in a different direction, and many of the things that the administration has done, and your boots on the ground in Washington, tell us, is there a level of feeling of an intentionality to this movement? You're giving them too much credit. Uh, you're giving them too much credit. So, so this is the thing. This is the thing. Republicans and Democrats have a fundamental difference over the role of government. Yes. Um, I, I view the government as needing to protect the homeland from foreign aggressors, to pave roads, and I mean, I guess water and sewer. Yeah. I, 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 federal government should do nothing else. Yeah. Um, but we do so much. So if, if I view the role of the federal government as being as limited as possible at every possible turn, the Democrats view the role of the federal government as the greatest source of, of good and of mm. change. Mm -hmm. And they, they want to create a motherly state that hugs everybody and there you go. There you go. puts them to bed at night and wakes them up, cr cradle to grave mentality. Yes. Mm -hmm. 
So this is the thing. They are, I want to be mean. They do not have sufficient experience in the real world to understand that their policies don't work. Right. Their policies just don't work. You can, the budget the president just released, he had a billionaire's tax. The way that they're doing the tax is to change uh, the, the capital gain structure. You have to pay capital gains on unsold assets. That's just not possible. Right. It's not possible. It would create uh, criminals out of every single person. Uh, you just can't do it. And so they don't understand the real world. They don't understand that, yeah, I want to save the environment too. I think it'd be great if we had no carbon emissions. Great. Awesome. How are you going to do it? Yeah. How are you going to do it? And <laughs> yeah. what they're doing is they are driving the price of gas up to increase reliance on electric vehicles in an attempt to transform uh, the economy to be carbon neutral. Right. It's right. just not possible. It's not possible in the, the, the manner in which they're doing it. The policies that they are pursuing, ending Keystone Pipeline XL, uh, cutting all these permits out. They haven't issued a single permit for any any oil or gas in the last 15 months. And they wonder why we're having a high gas price. But, you know, I'll even go one further. It's not just the U.S. The Europeans are so woke that they shut down all of their nuclear power plants because mm. they were insufficiently clean. And in doing so, they allegedly became more green. They allegedly reduced their emissions. But now they just get all their gas from Russia. Right. <laughs> and that, that, that energy reliance is what is allowing Russia to invade Ukraine and to kill women and children. Uh, it's crazy that there's a disconnect between reality uh, and, and the fairy tale world they want to live in. Um, we can keep going. They've spent $7 trillion in the last three, two and a half years because of COVID. Because mm-hmm. of COVID. Right. Right. COVID. Yeah. Uh, n- nobody even cares about the fact that at least $40 billion was stolen, uh, possibly $400 billion. Like, we don't know. My goodness. Yeah. $40 billion. Um, just, it's, it's wild. They don't have any basis in reality. The policies they are pers- pursuing have no basis in reality. And yeah. that's why we're in this situation. And, we we gotta we gotta get back on track. I mean, yeah, they. It's interesting their policies and their view of the world. I, I don't I don't mean to be mean, Mitch, because I know you like the show, but it's like they're living <laughs> in an Aaron Sorkin sitcom, hey. and they think if it worked on the West Wing, it will work in the United States of America in the year 2022. Because here's something interesting, Congressman. We talked about the southern border earlier, and you brought back Russia and Ukraine. We are very vehemently wanting to protect Ukraine's border, and they're national sovereignty, and I'm all for that. They're an independent, sovereign nation. There's a drug war going on yeah. right across our southern border, and we're just, we just don't care. Yeah, let them in. Let everybody in that can come in. We won't check you. We won't do anything. It's it's very much talking out of both sides of the mouth, and neither side of the mouth really knows what it's saying. It's Orwellian doublespeak. Yeah. It, it really is 1984 lived out in 2022. So, so Last word for you, Congressman, because I know you got other things to do today, and we really appreciate like your govern. time. Like like govern and and work on my sewer and water bill <laughs> if you could. Um, what are you hearing from your constituents in the fourth uh, up in the upstate of South Carolina? What are they saying to you about everything that's going on? We talked about it all, but what are they saying to you? Have you heard from your constituents about some of these issues? Absolutely, I, I said really first year, year and a half, I was up here. 
I told everybody my job in Washington is to keep things going in the same direction in the fourth congressional district in Greenville and Spartanburg. Things are going so great. Um, and I said, just the, the federal government needs to stay out of our way and not, not screw it up. Here we are. Federal government's getting in the way. We got gas prices. We got inflation. Um, you know, we are still in a very unique position in Greenville and Spartanburg. We are still uh, very prosperous. We're very fortunate. Parts of this country are not um, doing well. Mm-hmm. But the federal government is now, through the policies that it has been pursuing over the last year and a half, getting in our way. Um, the cost of goods has gone up so high. Uh, we have a housing shortage because we have supply chain issues. Um, you name it, the federal government policies are causing the prosperity that has existed in the upstate for many years to be impeded. We are still in a good spot, but I'm getting a lot of calls from people uh, about gas prices. I'm getting a lot of calls from people about challenges to get building materials. I'm getting a lot of calls from people uh, about the cost of goods and all of the policies that the left is pursuing right now in Washington directly cause those problems, directly cause those problems. And so I'll end with this. Um, I know you saw that the governor of Virginia is now a Republican. Biden won uh, Virginia by 12 points. Um, The mayor of Columbia is now a Republican for the first time in 50 years. Um, And Biden, Biden won the city what was it like 72 28 it was was about a 70 30 or maybe even a little more him so people are seeing through the nonsense people are seeing that the policies from the left whether it's with gas whether it's inflation whether it's with law enforcement whether it's with education all across the board the policies coming out of the left are destroying this country they are um impacting Americans' lives uh, in a very bad way. So there is a change coming. There is a big change coming. And uh, November is going to be a landslide. But, I I mean, if this president runs for re-election, it's going to be hilarious. I mean, he's not going to be able to stay in his basement for, you know, two years. He's going to have to sit here and answer for these problems. And I'm sure you saw recently – he, he said we were going to use chemical weapons, and he said that we were going to put boots on the ground in Ukraine, and he said, I mean, it's just, what, what, what is, don't what worry, is going on? Don't worry, Congressman. They walked that back, and then he said none of those things even happened, so you're worried <laughs> about nothing now. <laughs> well, but, you know, it, right, yeah, it's it did crazy. Happen. And he, yeah. Even, the me, even the media is turning on him yep. um, because they're seeing the effect of the policies that he's pursuing. So, right. um, you know, the pendulum – Swings back to support and, to support your point, Congressman. We had a local reelection uh, last night, a local special election last night uh, in Florence, and the Republican won ninety to ten. I didn't, you didn't mishear that ninety to ten um, for us. That, that was Senator Leatherman's seat. Wasn't yes, it? that was Senator Leatherman's seat. Um, but there was a, a general election, if you will, a Republican and a Democrat. And the Republican won 90 to 10. So if there's a theme of what I hear you saying today, it's that woke policies equal wild problems. Or right. bad policies 
big problems. Right. And that's, a, that's I think, a theme that is going to, as you said, uh, be a tipping point or a nexus a catalyst for what we see in November. I think so. Congressman, thank you so much for joining us today. We really appreciate you taking the time, as always, and we'd love to have you back on whenever your schedule allows, whenever you stop having to worry about problems up there in Washington, <laughs> trying to keep some folks straight. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> hey, great to be with y'all. Thank you for having me on. Thank you, Congressman. And again, we will see you on Friday for another edition of the fastest-growing conservative podcast in the state of South Carolina, the Palmetto Family Matters Podcast. <laughs>